You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Watch up here. We got the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Detroit Lions in Detroit in this game. The Lions are favored at a minus three and a half line of 45 and a half over under in this game. So only slightly favored at home with Atlanta coming to town. David Montgomery likely to miss with a thigh issue. They already made moves like Zonovan Knight. So I, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to wind up missing at least this week. He talked about how he thinks it was going to be a few week injury and one to keep your eye on. I'm on Ross St. Brown. There's a rumor going around that it might be turf toe. Haven't gotten that confirmed yet, but there's a rumor that it might be turf toe. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that for now. We're still pretending like he may be able to play this week for this. Uh, Jared Goff's at home, so therefore he is a top 12 quarterback. I have him at 10. You can go ahead and play him, and you're going to play Bijan Robinson. I do want to discuss Jameer Gibbs. So, Adam, help me out with Jameer Gibbs a little bit here. David Montgomery's out. Obviously, his role should continue to grow, but Craig Reynolds figures the factor in there a little bit too. Now, ECR, they're ready to jump on, jump on the bandwagon here. They got him at 10. I still am at 14. I'm not ready to make him an RB1 just yet. I think Craig Reynolds' role will be significant enough to limit his touches where he's going to have to make some big plays. Not that he can't do it, but it will still be dependent on being him being highly efficient, in my opinion. Now, Craig Reynolds, make no mistake, is not David Montgomery. In fact, the man has never even scored a touchdown in his entire NFL career, despite having a two-game stretch back in 2021 where he was relevant. Do you think Jameer Gibbs should be an RB1, or are you more in line with how I see this, Adam? I mean, I think either way, like whether it's 14 or 10, you're he's a starting, you're playing him, right? So you're definitely playing Jameer Gibbs. I think, look, he's a young guy. They invested heavily in him. I think the Lions plan isn't going to waver here just based off of a game or two. Look, they're going to gradually, uh, you know, introduce him into the offense, gradually give him a little more, a little more, a little more. And I, whether that's Craig Reynolds or David Montgomery, who uh, he's eating into, I don't think that changes. I think that's just their plan. They're going to, you know, keep giving him a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think every week you're going to see a little bit more from him. Um, you know, definitely think he's playable. Definitely think Craig Reynolds is going to get some touches here in some situations. I'm not playing Craig Reynolds in any situation, but I, I think he'll get touches. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel very comfortable playing Jameer Gibbs. I'm not ready to anoint him a, a top 10 running back 
right now, but I don't think it really impacts too, too much. I feel very confident playing him. Yeah, and he's course. one of those guys who can just rip off a touchdown run or re- reception at any moment. So, yeah, that that much is is, is certain. Uh, Tyler Algier continues to be a touchdown dependent RB three in my book. I got him at thirty one. He's here at twenty nine. You did mention Craig Reynolds. I am at thirty six. With the running backs being what they are heading into this week, he just actually squeaks into my flex area. Chase, would you play him as a flex this week, or by no means necessary? I'm way higher on ECR than, than most people, but I'm not quite as high as you. I have him at 38. Um, it w- I'd have to be pretty needy. Well, yeah. Put him in there. Unfortunately, um, a lot of us might be. <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm pretty – I've t- I tended to go in my redraft leagues anyway. I tended to go pretty shallow at running back and, and stock up more on wide receivers. And so, yeah, if I've been hit completely, I might consider using him as a flex, but I've probably got a better option at, at receiver. And I just think that Gibbs is, I have Gibbs ranked as a top 10 running back myself this week. I have him at number nine. Um, this is a team that's already 10th in the league in running back carries. Jameer Gibbs himself personally is second in the league in running back targets. He's going to get a bigger percentage of the, those top 10 carries. I just, I think the ceiling, the, the sky's the limit for him. I'm not that crazy about Craig Reynolds doing a whole hell of a lot with the ball. So, I mean, if you may find yourself in a position and you can flex him this week, I'm just not. It's just so sad. We're already here. It's only, it's, we're only hitting in the week three. Uh, again, keep your eye on the Mon Ross St. Brown, the injury report. We'll talk more about that with Brian Scott tomorrow at 930 here on this channel. Uh, Drake London is a wide receiver three after a bounce back performance, but I'm still lower than the ECR. I got my 35. I got my 32. I'm not quite ready to make him a mid-level wide receiver three because of one performance that still Desmond Ritter was terrible with. Uh, but Chris, I do want to talk about Josh Reynolds. What's ECR's problem, man? They got him at 54. I have him at ranked at 38. I'll be moving him up further with the whole Brown thing going on. I know he was limited on the practice report himself, Josh Reynolds. That is, uh, they're not really too worried about his availability. But I don't, I don't get it, man. He's 13 targets, nine receptions, 146 yards, two touchdowns over the last two games. He's wide receiver 10 on the year so far. They're playing at home. Their offense is always better at home. It's not a scary matchup. And yet everybody wants to just sleep on Josh Reynolds. Just remove the name. Look at the stats. Are you with me? Am I missing something? No, I think it's I me. Mean, I think it's you go back. I think it's seven games now, going back to last year. These average seven targets, you know, as that receiver, quote unquote, two in this offense. Somebody's got to catch the ball, and somebody's not going to beat St. Brown every single time. It's not going to be Gibbs every single time. I'm not as high on them where I think people, you know, think it's just going to be this, you know, Bijan show for Gibbs in a sense. I think you're going to see that second receiver consistently being involved. Josh Reynolds has that chemistry with Jared Goff going back to the Rams days. And I think you can see, see that carry over. I think ECR is just kind of one is to hate. There's certain guys they like, certain guys they just want to forget about. Josh Reynolds seems to be like, well, I was going to forget about, but you shouldn't. Yeah, keep plugging him away at DFS too, by the way. He's been great the last two weeks, and his price is still cheap as hell on DraftKings. Uh, Sam Laporta is getting enough targets to make my top 10. Congratulations. You get over five targets, you make my top 10 as a tight end. We're going to keep rolling with that. Kyle Pitts. I'm done. I'm done with Kyle Pitts. He is my tight end 15. He is, for me at least, and maybe you guys won't agree, but for me. Prepare to be flushed. There is no difference in my mind between him and the other streaming tight ends in that same tier. And I just, 
it's not his fault. It's Arthur Smith's fault. It's Desmond Ritter's fault. He is too talented to be squandered this way. But that is what's happening. Has been happening for too long to think that it's going to suddenly turn around. Kyle Pitts, no way am I starting him this week. I mean, Adam, help me out here. Would you feel comfortable starting Kyle Pitts ahead of a Cole Komet? No, not really. Adult uh, Kincaid? I mean, I've seen even Hunter Henry available on too many waiver wires for me to like Number one on my waiver wire list again. Yeah. <laughs> for, so for me to consider playing him at this point, I, I, I just can't. Uh, he, he's definitely someone, look, if I'm in, in Dynasty, especially if I'm, you know, in the middle of a rebuild, I'm interested. Um, but, you know, if I'm trying to win games right now, if I'm trying to win this week, then no, I don't think he's sniffing lineups. No, I just none of these guys like the Don Kincaid's is the Zach Ertz's. Zach Ertz is more valuable than he is right now. David Granson's more valuable right now. <laughs> this is insane. Pat Fryman has been terrible in his own right. At least he has a touchdown. Sam Laporta. None of those guys would I play him against. There's no ways of starting tight end for me. <sighs> it's a real shame. And it's just a shame that he's getting wasted the way that he is. Hey, Chris, yeah, you, you ready, buddy? Our new drop that we have the domination Darwin, defense, defense of the week. Chris, who is our streaming defense for the week? So, my dominating defense for the week for a streamer is going to go with. Um, did we have a selection from somebody on, the, on our panel that I missed? Because I hadn't seen the, the, the sign in today. No, no, no. It's hoping you had somebody. I have somebody if you need. Well, tell me who you thought you, who you were thinking. I'm thinking the Patriots because Zach Wilson, the turnover machine himself, the Patriots are widely available in a lot of leagues right now, still to be streamed. So I'm going all in on the Patriots as far as my stream defense of the week. I like it. I think you can look at that game either way. Some people got kind of cold on the Jets as well, who didn't look as good as that first game, had an okay game defensively last week. So the Jets or the Patriots are the one of those two defenses available. I think either one of them could be a dominating defense. If I can get my hands on the Jets defense, I prefer to do so. Look, the Jets are playing for their season, so are the Patriots. But I think you're going to see some sacks and some turnovers. It's also line for the Patriots is really struggling. I know the Jets' offensive line isn't very good either. But that front, that defense on the Jets is not as bad as it's played. And I think they're going to kind of come out hungry versus that Patriot defense offense. Yeah, well, well, just both defenses, I agree with you, are plays this week. So there you go. There's your domination defense streams of the week. So let's head into our next match.